Hello and welcome to Finding Your North Star, the HGKC podcast series where we talk to prominent business people about their experiences and challenges of innovation. I'm Peter Quintana. I'm delighted to welcome Emily Kenner, Managing Director of Sense Risk Solutions. Welcome, Emily. Hi, Peter. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Yourself? Yeah, excellent. Really good to speak to you. Been looking forward to this. Um, so let's just get straight in. To begin, can you give our listeners an overview of what Sense Risk Solutions does, please? Yeah, so we arrange insurance for businesses. So that's things like employers liability, public products liability, professional indemnity, cyber, property, motor, all the sort of insurance covers that a business would need. We typically service businesses between the half a million and 20 million turnover mark, Mm. just because their needs are a, a bit more complex and they really need that appropriate advice to make sure that they're covering their risks off and that when things do go wrong, that they get paid out in the event of a claim because those kind of things, when it goes wrong for that size of business, can have major impacts. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk a bit more about the way you work with your clients shortly. But um, we, we met at B&I in Bristol, didn't we, where we're both mm. members. At the time, you were working for another insurance broker if I recall but you decided to go it alone set up sensory solutions in summer 2019 what prompted you to do that yeah so networking had a massive impact in that decision um, because it gave me the confidence um, meeting of a business owners uh, and the support from them um, yeah made me feel like I could do it for myself Um, So I only started actively networking about just over 18 months ago. And the friendships and the collaborations that I've made during that time um, really gave me the confidence to take that leap of faith and set up Sensory Solutions. Okay. You were were hinting at it earlier, but you have a very particular way of working with your clients that, in my mind at least, differentiates you from many of your competitors. Uh, and some might say all of the larger ones. Could you explain what it is that you do differently? Yeah, so I I would say I genuinely do care about my clients, and I know that anyone could say that. But when businesses buy insurance, they're buying it for peace of mind. They need it to work when things go wrong. And I see a lot of less experienced or brokers that are really constricted by the time that they can give clients just because they're looking after so many clients um, the right advice they can't go through it in detail and as you know I talk a lot about insurance and there's three key things to getting that insurance right the first one is the businesses need to be making a fair presentation of their business to insurers to make sure that they've got appropriate cover for the things that they're worried about mm. And they need to be doing that under the um, Insurance Act. So they've got, um, they, they've got a duty to be declaring everything that an insurer needs to know about their business. And I find a lot of businesses don't necessarily know what they need to be declaring to insurers. And by getting those foundations wrong, you are really potentially setting yourself up for a fall when a claim happens. Okay, but get it right, then the insurers put together a contract um, with the terms and conditions in it that they are um, 
that they're applying to the risks that you want covered um, along with the price that they want to charge to take on that those risks that essentially you want somebody else to take on behalf of you so you're paying somebody else to give you that peace of mind get those foundations right and that is key then the contract is put into place and what i do then is i look through the contract i make sure the terms and conditions aren't onerous there's a lot of common sense approach here so i talk to you about your business as i have done at step one make sure i know as much about your business as possible to present it to the insurers so that you're meeting your obligations under the insurance act and then I look at those terms and conditions and I tell you what I think might be problematic, what we might need to negotiate further so that we get an insurance contract in place that works for you as the business and you know what you need to be doing. And then the third thing that I do is on the claims. I'm there for you when things do go wrong. So that if you need me and there's anything that you're a little bit concerned about, it's about making sure that that process runs as smoothly as possible so that you get paid out and you get indemnified, put back in the same financial position as you were before that bad event essentially happened. Yeah. So I, I do yeah. think insurance is it's an amazing thing when it's done right. It is that peace of mind purchase, but it is a complex purchase and it is important that businesses get it right. And I'm there to help those businesses get it right so that they don't find, so they don't find they come up against massive financial barriers when things do go wrong. Mm. I, I know from, from some of the conversations that, that we've had that there, there is a trend, particularly amongst the bigger companies to, to employ, what should we say, less knowledgeable individuals to work mm. with their their clients um and i think from listening to you i think what you bring is that that mm. extensive knowledge and experience that you have and you're applying mm. that to make sure that your clients get a fair deal i suppose a fair crack of the whip both when the mm. when the premium is quoted and then should a claim ever have to be made yeah, I, like I said, I, I genuinely do care. I've been in the industry for over 16 years now and, and worked my way up to some quite good positions. Um, and I, I do understand that in a lot of brokers, sometimes that time constraint and that inexperience means that you haven't seen as much or, or know how to deal with things. Um, but the more experienced people tend to get put on those bigger clients so when I say bigger clients, you know, probably over the 20 million turnover mark. And actually those ones, when they do suffer a financial loss, can normally swell up to a certain degree mm. um, where, where, yeah, they, they probably could take higher excesses. They've got a pot of money because they've built their business up to a certain size. Whereas those smaller companies in that half a million, 20 million turnover, you have a £100,000 loss that isn't insured that maybe you thought was. And that's going to really hit you quite hard. It's going to hurt. And so it's, yeah, it's going to hurt. And I, I really think it's important that those kind of businesses get that level of advice and that time from somebody to advise them properly. Um, and insurance, it is a legal contract. What we do in the insurance industry is um, a very technical, a very technical piece, just like accountants, just like solicitors. So why wouldn't those businesses want an expert to help them to make sure that they're getting the right covers, that we're going through it, that the time's been spent with them, so that thing, when things do go wrong, 
they get the outcomes that they're expecting yeah. rather yeah rather than those heart palpitation moments mm. where yeah a hundred thousand pound loss is um yeah it, it could cripple some of those businesses particularly could, these yeah, businesses. yeah yeah i mean i i think though there's something a bit beyond that um emily because at the end of the day um new new people have to come into the industry in order to keep it thriving you know you always have to get freshly trained newly trained individuals with much less experience to to my mind your experience is is a significant component but there's a mindset and an attitude that you have that seems to me to be a little bit different and you know i'm going to ask you shortly what what the future holds for for the business but if you're going to bring people in eventually at some point you'll need to bring younger less experienced people mm. on board won't you how 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 would you go about instilling in them the same approach the same attitude that you have yeah no i'm a big as you know i'm a big fan of of training and and um yeah making sure that people understand the the basics and the the key side of it um i'm qualified myself um a big fan of qualifications along with experience and you're absolutely right the experience is key as well um but you can you can put those foundations in place and um, with the right the right training um which i i do a little bit myself a massive fan of that knowing the the basics and knowing the rules that insurers have to abide by um i don't think a lot of people really know and understand that to make sure that they do behave in a certain way there's a lot of legislation um there's a, a lot of things that protect businesses so if you look at the financial conduct authority the fca um there's various things that they stipulate that insurers have to do to make sure that they are treating their customers the businesses in a fair fair manner you know so if you go back to those basics and you teach people on how the industry should operate and work, you're setting up those people that are coming into the business to protect the clients and fight for them to make sure that they are getting the best insurance product in place. And, but I do think a lot of it comes down to training and then teaching them and being there to make sure that those people have, um, have somebody that they can, they can talk to when, um, they're unsure about something. I, I am a big fan of, you know, bringing um, people into the industry, training them up and making sure that they they deliver what I believe we should all be delivering mm -hmm. as insurance brokers to our clients, putting them at the front and really putting them at the forefront of everything we do to make sure that they they do get the cover um, that, that they want and that they think they're buying. So, um, yeah, I... I would say training is a huge thing um and and you know that from part of my passion that uh, making sure that 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 happens yeah yeah <laughs> absolutely so you're you're a client of hgkc now having joined our growth boot camp i think in may last year i know you have ambition for your business but you're also very careful to make sure you take steps in a measured way aren't you what what prompted you to join bootcamp yeah so my my first priority has always been the clients and i i tend to find that i focus and prioritize them naturally so i don't get that time to really reflect on the business itself 
its goals, where I want it to be in one, two, even five years down the line. Uh, and boot camp was a good thing for me to take that time out to reflect, mm. to look at where I want this business to go and really force me to do that. Um, because like I say, I am, you know, I am there for the clients as my, my, my priority. And um, yeah, I found that boot camps really helped me to take that time out to make sure that I see where the business is going. Excellent. What what would you like to have achieved by the end? We're, we're almost at the end of the first year, aren't we? We've got two more sessions to go. What what would you like? What did you? What goals did you set yourself, and how far towards achieving those do you think you've got? Yeah. So my my goals, obviously, we we put those um, in place. So we did some um, outcome mapping, which was really good actually, because it looks at everything that I want to do within the space of a two year period. So we look at the one and the two year, um, and you know where I want the business to be in those time frames. What I'm going to focus on. Um, and that was really useful. I want to have obviously <laughs> achieved the goals that I set um, when we did that outcome mapping. And at the moment, I'm on track for that. So that's really good. Um, and it, it just make me every so often, when, especially when we meet, obviously, to reflect on that map, on those outcomes and, and what am I doing and making sure that I do focus on it. Because sometimes, yeah, there's certain aspects, as you know, that I won't necessarily focus on because it's not a priority. Um, and um, that's, that's been really good. Uh, and yeah, I, I'm hoping year one, year two, I continue to um, achieve the goals that I've set. Good, good. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> um, as, a, as a woman in what is still a predominantly male industry, have you found it difficult to get your voice heard and how have you made sure that it is? Well, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Colleagues, yeah. peers and, and clients. Yeah. I mean, before I, before I really answer that, I, I want to say that I don't think it's just insurance that's, um, you know, alone as one of the industries that's a little bit behind with balance at the top, as I say, in the boardroom and at managerial levels. So, um, you know, I'm a big fan of a, a more equal ratio of men and women at, um, at the top levels. So like I say, managerial boardroom. Um, but I'm also passionate about diversion and inclusion anyway, in a sense of I think we should open ourselves up to working with people who think differently to us and approach things differently. That's again, another reason why bootcamp was a big thing for me because I'm a great believer in that, in having those different approaches, you know, um, spoken to me and I can consider them because I know that everybody's not just like me. Um, but to answer your question about have I had my voice heard previously, I don't necessarily know whether I have. And I think that's a big reason why I've ended up on this path, that I really wanted to build a business that did encapsulate my values and views that um to celebrate that more diverse and, and inclusive sort of business that celebrates differences and that embraces differences um it doesn't have to be just male female but um you know how how people think differently we've done that ourselves looking at um 
how I work, you know, I know that that's very different to how other people work and the different people that have come on boot camp. Um, and that's been interesting and how to approach different people and how they work. Um, I think it's a huge thing for organizations. I do think we have a tendency to work with people who we like, who are similar to us, but actually to build a better business, you really want those different approaches. So I would say what I want to create is a business that does listen. I do want to listen. Um, and I do want to take on board those different viewpoints and not necessarily think that my viewpoints are always the right viewpoints. But I think that's very much where I've come from, that people do the same thing in business. They have their viewpoints and they believe their viewpoints are right. So you don't necessarily always get heard when you've got a different viewpoint that doesn't necessarily reflect those or um, is one that people necessarily want to hear. So, um, yeah, so I'd say, I don't know if I've been heard is, is the simple answer. But I yes. want an organisation where I'm listening. Yeah. I think that's leading by example, isn't it? And now that you're running your own business, you've got the opportunity to do that and create around you what you've always, I suppose, wanted, the kind of environment you've always wanted to work in. Mm, yeah. One of the, one of the big advantages of running your own business, isn't it? It's, it's yeah. still challenging, mind, but it's mm. one of the big advantages. Mm. I know from talking to you and, and to a certain extent you alluded to it in your in what you've just been saying but you have a wide range of interests outside your business don't you including politics and education and potentially an aspiration to to run for parliament mm -hmm. at some point in the future or maybe uh, yeah. local government I don't know but yeah I know what, yeah what drives you personally yeah so I, I just again as you know I so I changed a lot when I had children um I have a seven-year-old who is non-verbal autistic and um, he, he really changed my world and he changed my outlook and I, I would definitely say for the better. Um, I am a very outgoing, friendly person. I would say I was a very ignorant person before I had my son in terms of the differences out there. I was very career-minded. I focused so much on achieving the goals um, in the businesses that I worked. And, um, and then when I had my son and uh, yeah, it turned my world upside down that mm. people were completely different. People can be completely different. I realized that the world still wasn't very tolerant or very kind towards differences when I had my son. Um, and that was a shock and it was hard. Um, but he's a beautiful boy. He's a lovely boy. He's very different. He can't talk, obviously. He can't communicate. He can't really understand language. But he is a, a wonderful little boy that thinks differently. And I really want the world to embrace differences. It made me really focus in on that and how, how the business world works, how society works. So obviously education is an important one to me because I'm a great believer in that um, differences should be celebrated in more mainstream schools um i think i think if we start from um the young and um bring in those differences and it is changing i do think the world is changing in a positive way certainly from when i was a child um you know when you think about there was probably people in my class who were autistic certainly but we just thought they were naughty or they were outcast and they were you know yeah. um, and 
and um, I've I've actually found out that some of those are have been diagnosed now as autistic. And I, I do think again we've moved on, and the world always moves on as long as there's people there to advocate for that change, to be passionate about that change, and want it to happen. And and the world becomes a better place through those people advocating that. So um, my son's been a huge part in my development, and I. I think that's been a really positive thing for me. And I think it'd be a really positive thing for society if they embrace those differences. That's why I talk about businesses um, really listening to other people's viewpoints and different people and not necessarily always working with the same people because you're not keeping that open mind. And I know we've talked about that a lot on boot camp is having an open mind and listening, really actively listening to different viewpoints uh, opens, opens up so much more opportunity and, and not just opportunity, but a better place for people to work, to feel that they can express themselves and that their viewpoints will be heard, even yeah. if no actions necessarily happen for that, yeah. that they are being listened to. And yeah, that's, that's really what I want to create. Um, it's a lot of thanks to, to having my son because um, he's driven a lot of this. He's, um, he's taken me from a place of ignorance <laughs> in a real bubble to a place of, you know, there's a lot of things that we could do better to make lives a lot better for everybody. And, you know, business is a huge part of that. I mean, in our lives, we're going into the local supermarkets, to the golf club, to wherever you are, you're in a business environment. And the more differences um, you see people embracing, yeah, that and tolerating those differences, I think you'll see a better world that will be better for everybody. So, it's a really inspirational, yeah. it's a really inspirational um, purpose i think that comes through mm. when you when you when you uh when you speak about your son and the experience that, that you've had a lot of people would would have found that i think quite difficult um mm. what what does the future hold for sensory solutions emily well that's it i i, I want to build the business up i want everything that i've already just spoken about you know the listening and the and more inclusion and different viewpoints and and being that business that does encapsulate all those values I do want the business to grow and I want it to grow so that the people that come on board enjoy it and and really respect those values and embrace each other's differences but also for those clients as well that they see the benefits because we truly do care this isn't about a business like all the unfair insurance models that, you know, I certainly see where, you know, the more and more clients you have as an individual, the less time you have. I will need to build this business up and bring in good people and train those people up. But I don't want them to be bombarded with too much work. I want to make sure that they've got enough time to deal with the clients to make sure that they are getting the right advice. Um, and we really stick to those values. And I'd also like this business to one day um, employ my son and show the world that, you know, that that can be done, that just because, and he may never speak, Peter, but, you know, in this modern day of technology, and technology is such a huge thing, you know, that's that can help us to do so much more, um, I, yeah, I would like a business that keeps at the forefront of what's going on in the world 
in a sense of the technology advances, in a sense of the people that, you know, come on board and enjoy what they do. I think there's a lot of people in the insurance industry that don't. Um, and it's, it's such a wonderful thing when it goes right. You're, you're giving people peace of mind. Yeah. And it's and, uh, really, it's, 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 it's what's so misunderstood around mm. insurance, I think. But, um, mm. but yeah, it would, it would be amazing if you could em employ your son. We should get yeah. that on your outcomes map, really, shouldn't we? I know, I know. I would like that one day. I know he's only seven at the moment, but, mm. um, yeah, I, I do think, you know, in, in down the line, um, it's always been a worry of mine, him leading an independent life. And, mm. and I think, well, why, why can't he? If you, if you look at his strengths, and he does have his strengths, it's just cool. not typical. And I think there's a lot of people out there that don't feel like they necessarily fit the mould. I know my son is more at the severe end in that sense, because there's not many people who are non-verbal. But there's, um, you know, there's a lot of people out there that don't feel like they fit in and don't feel that they can speak out. And you know that I'm quite vocal and not afraid to speak my mind. But there's a lot of people out there that are afraid to say things and don't have that confidence but it doesn't mean that they don't want to. They just they're just worried, and and I'd like them to feel that there is a forum that they can speak out and say, yeah, say how they feel or if things are too challenging or where their strengths lie, and yeah, and I'd really like that this business to to really encapsulate those values for the staff that come on board and to make sure that those clients do buy insurance with peace of mind and that they know that there's a team there that genuinely cares about making sure that they get that peace of mind purchase mm. because that's that's what insurance is when done properly but um it is it is a complex area and it does need people to have the time to deliver those outcomes for clients so um, that's yeah. a pretty <clears throat> a pretty extraordinary goal emily i think and and one that i would very much like to be alongside and to 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 witness and observe as uh, as you achieve it and i've personally no doubt that you will so i'm sure we could have we, <clears throat> we could talk about that for quite a long time <laughs> but no. that seems to be a good place on which to end this conversation uh, it remains for me to thank you, Emily, for joining us. It's been a real pleasure to talk to you. Um, if you'd like to find out more about how we approach innovation, you can download our white paper called Finding Your North Star from our website, which is www.hgkc.co.uk. Thank you for listening and goodbye. Thanks. Bye. Yeah. Bye.